0: Wrestling fans, the following podcast is No Holds Barred No Time Limit. My name is Steve Anderson and you are listening to what I believe is a very special episode of Weasel Tales. Before we begin as usual, would appreciate a subscribe and a like and even notifications. Hit that bell and never miss an episode of what I hope is one of your favorite podcast. Today's episode, as I said, is very special. It is dedicated to the memory of a young man by the name of Andrew Graff, who we lost on July 3rd of 2004. I got to know Andrew a few years before that, and in my travels with Bobby, he got to know Andrew as well. And they both shared very tragic diagnoses of cancer, different forms, but it is something that they bonded over. Now, to talk about Andrew, you have to first go back to the late 90s and the early part of the 2000s. As I was driving home from work one day, living in West St. Paul, Minnesota, I noticed that the West St. Paul Armory had a sign that said professional wrestling here on Saturday night. And I thought to myself, well, this is something I want to see. It's very close to home. And I had been involved in the local scene for many years before, but took a break and raised a family and I saw this as an opportunity to kind of get back into it, to become involved. So one day I showed up at the door, knew some people, was able to get in. And what I saw was something very special, a very special roster of professional wrestlers. Their names included Adam Pierce, A Steel, Colt Cabana. Derek St. Holmes, Danny Dominion, and yes, even a very young CM Punk. At the time, I didn't know and no one knew the magnitude of what this roster would bring to the sport of professional wrestling. But this is not about them. This is about another young man that I met. So I was there with a friend of mine and we walked up to a merch table. And I noticed that there were several issues of pro wrestling illustrated and their family of magazines. And I kept telling a friend of mine, Hey, I wrote that cover story. Hey, I wrote that cover story. And this young man who was running the table said, are you Steve Anderson? And I said, well, yes, I was. I was surprised that he would mention my name because there were many writers in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I was doing a lot of high profile things, the year end reviews, the top 500, etc. So I said, yes, I am. And he said, can you do me a favor? And he handed me a Sharpie and said, could you sign these? And then I'll give you half of the proceeds. And I looked at him and I said, I am more than happy to sign these. But I think if I write on these, I'll devalue them in some way, shape, or form. Somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but probably more true than not. That young man's name was Andrew Graff. And that was our first of many conversations. And the first of many times That I would see him at the West St. Paul Armory. So over time, we became friends. And when I started writing books with Bobby, he would show up at various book signings. And again, this was a fan's fan. He was not critical of the business. He just enjoyed it at any level. Whether it was the local scene, whether it was the WWF, whether it was WCW at the time, whether it was ECW, he just loved wrestling. And like I said, he'd show up at book signings, and he and Bobby got to know each other. After knowing him for a couple of years, he was diagnosed with a very serious form of cancer. It's a type of cancer I can't pronounce. It was the same cancer that Andy Kaufman was diagnosed with. Basically, the survival rate was very, very small. But he soldiered on, went to shows, as I said, went to the book signings, showed some hope of recovery, but it never quite Stuck, I guess so he was getting sicker and sicker and Bobby was down in Florida and he would ask about him and I would update him and everything like that so at some point things were looking pretty grave and I remembered a conversation we had once about how he wanted to see Madison Square Garden So that gave me an idea. And at the time, I had some contacts within the then WWF, and I called someone, and I asked if we could somehow make a trip to Madison Square Garden from Minnesota possible for this young man. And we were able to set it up. They were agreeable to it. But, of course, we had to find the finances to fly him out there. He wanted me to accompany him, and I was, of course, more than happy to do that. So back then, it was before Venmo and PayPal. Well, maybe PayPal was around, but let's just say that it was not as easy to put something out there online and have people donate. It was the kind of thing that required a, I guess, a brighter spotlight that would come with a Venmo or a PayPal or whatever fundraising mechanism you could find at the time. And then one day I got a call from Andrew and he told me to stop. He was too sick to even travel. And even if he could, he would require a nurse around the clock which would not make it the most cost-effective trip for anyone. And I truly believe that he felt that he just couldn't make it. He wasn't strong enough. He asked me to stop the fundraiser, but I wasn't satisfied with that. I did stop the fundraiser as he requested, but I contacted again, my contact in WWF, and I said, can we at least – Give him a big box of WWF stuff. Whatever you got, gathering dust on the shelves, let's get it to him. And they sent me the mother load of merch that included a couple championship replica belts, T-shirts, and other assorted sundries. What would be the last time that I saw him was when I delivered the box to his hospital room. He was at a point where he only could lay flat. He couldn't lift his head. It just created too much pain and dizziness and that kind of thing. Now I didn't know at the time that that would be the last time I saw him, but I had a pretty strong sense that this was the end. So I walked over to him, kissed him on the forehead, and said goodbye. It wasn't long after that, and this was July 3rd, that his father would call me and tell me that Andrew had passed away. And he only asked me to do one thing, to tell everyone. And I could tell by the sound of his voice that he could not bear to say those words again and really no father could i called people and told them one of those people was bobby heenan and i could tell that he was rooting for this kid and he was pretty devastated as well now this episode is not meant to be a downer this episode is meant to be a celebration of this young man a young man who just loved professional wrestling for what it was he wasn't a critic was he a mark Damn right he was a mark, but he was the best type of mark. He just loved professional wrestling. Put money down for merch tables. I think a little more money than should have been paid for a merch table after I found out what he was paying. But nonetheless, he put himself out there. And he even customized action figures to resemble the professional wrestlers, the roster that I told you about. Why? Because he loved professional wrestling. And I know that all of you out there wouldn't be here right now, wouldn't be listening right now, if you didn't love professional wrestling. And there's a lot of naysayers, there's a lot of Criticism that goes on about booking decisions, about locker room fights, which I've talked about. And I could talk about that endlessly. But this isn't meant to be a sad story. This is meant to be a story about a guy, again, who just wanted to be around the business in any way he could, to be upfront, a bird's eye view of what is going on, maybe even behind the scenes. And that's what Andrew got. And he got a lot of joy and pleasure out of it. And it was my honor to be his friend. And I still miss him to this day. And this is one of the more difficult podcasts I've ever had to do. But he is worth it. So on that note, what I'm probably going to end up doing After I post this, is I'm going to post another very funny Bobby Heenan Archive episode. So after you listen to this, listen to that, it'll make you laugh. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as I pay tribute again to perhaps, no, that's not right, the Undisputed Wrestling Fan. Andrew Graff. Continue to rest in peace, buddy. My name is Steve Anderson, and I have had the pleasure and honor of working with the greatest professional wrestling manager of all time, Bobby the Brain Heenan. And one more time, I also had a friend by the name of Andrew Graff. And I will see you next time on another episode of Weasel Tales.